0: you know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings.
1: Ladies and
2: gentlemen, boys
0: and girls.
3: The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player, Ashley
2: Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello listeners, this is Ashley Adams. Welcome to House of Cards. We've got... A wonderful show. Um, We're going to talk to a guy who knows more than anyone else in the world about advantage play. You may know it as card counting in blackjack, but there are so many other applications of advantage play. And he's not just an expert on what to do and how to do it, which he will talk about But he's also an expert on the law, which is something that uh, there's a recent decision on. And I think will also be interesting to think through how a regular player can go into a casino and get an advantage over what would otherwise be a clear house advantage game. So we're going to talk to him. His name is Elliot Jacobson, and I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: You want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO and you'll get up to $100 real cash back. Plus, for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and a wage required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. Hamming problem? Call one 800 GAMBLER.
0: You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit, free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, a free adult DVD to put you in the mood and that's not all oh no we'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order so check out Adamandeve.com today for this special valentine's offer get 50 percent off one item a free romance kit and free shipping when you enter offer code babe 16 b-a-b-e 16 that's babe 16 at adamandeve.com
3: the key to winning poker is knowledge and winning no limit hold'em the new book by world series of poker veteran ashley adams can give you that knowledge Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know, it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get Winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. You're listening to the House of Cards.
0: It wasn't just a friendly home game,
2: huh? Poker is no longer a hobby, it's a profession. As far as these kids are concerned, desk jobs are for suckers. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards, and we have a returning guest. He is a casino games protection expert. That means he is an expert on how to protect casino games from being cheated. He knows everything there is to know about advantage play. His name is Elliot Jacobson, and he is joining us now. Elliot, are you there?
4: I'm there. Uh, Nice to be on again, Ashley.
2: I'm glad you're back. Um, All sorts of interesting things to talk about. I read your article on the Mississippi stud hole carding case. Uh, I thought maybe you can start off talking about that, and then we can go veer into whatever other parts of advantage play our conversation takes us.
4: So Mississippi stud is a casino table game that operates a lot like a stud poker game where the player makes wagers based on cards being exposed. Um, and along the way, if he likes his hand, he wagers more, and and uh, otherwise he have to fold his hand. And he plays um, with some hidden cards. And so the upshot of the case is that these gentlemen um, were able to see the hidden cards they weren't meant to see because of the dealer's sloppy procedure. And uh, they had a huge advantage over the house, and so they bet into their edge, and they made a small fortune. And... Um, what the case boiled down to is the this uh casino accused these guys of cheating and wanted to prosecute them and throw the book at them 1 to 3 years for for doing this particular activity and what happened well this is um, was quite an interesting case it was a, a whole carding case these guys were the case was actually dropped against them the uh judge Enter, entered a bench ruling that essentially said that there wasn't enough evidence to proceed with the case, that um, right there on the spot in front of the jury just said, I'm not even going to let the the defense doesn't even have to present their case. This is a not guilty. The uh, prosecution has not met the burden. So um, what they did is fine, as it turns out.
2: Which is something um, that you've written about. I mean, if I remember correctly, the last time you were on, we talked about – three-card poker and how a player could learn to have an advantage over the house by looking for uh, dealers that were using the the hardware to their advantage because it was hard for the dealer, especially an inexperienced dealer, to deal down cards without exposing them. So if you looked around in a casino, you could spot – a deal of that was actually inadvertently exposing the whole card, and there was a very simple way of taking advantage to the tune of, I think it was something like two or three percent EV if you played perfectly against the house. So, the, is that? Do you remember the conversation?
4: Well, I do, and, and just to give you a, a bit of the setting for Mississippi Stud, you're right about three card poker. Um, the difference is that in Mississippi Stud. While the strategy is, uh, strategy is slightly harder, it's much simpler than, for example, Blackjack Basic strategy. the edges you get based on the information you can see range from about fifty five percent edge over the house up to about one hundred and four percent edge over the house. So we're we're talking about advantages over the house uh, that are stratospheric. There really is no other game or opportunity in the entire sphere of advantage play. Uh, landscape that is as profitable to the player as what these two gentlemen were doing.
2: Wow. So this is this decision issued from the bench. He didn't even let the matter get uh, considered by the jury. It's a cautionary tale to the House, essentially saying, look, train your dealers. Uh, If you don't, it's, it's on you guys. You can't then go and blame a player for taking advantage of a sloppy employee, right?
4: Well, I think what it came down to was, were they allowed to signal cards to each other? That was um, the actual point in question that was decided. I was trying to think of it in terms of Hold'em poker, for example, in a poker tournament. I'm not saying this would ever happen. But suppose you were playing in a Holden tournament with a, a partner that you were colluding with. Yeah, that would and be your partner,
2: that would be a violation of the rules because you're each player to his hand, you're not allowed to communicate with other players your whole cards.
4: Right, but it goes further than that. I'm just going to tell you what it was. It's not that you're communicating your own whole cards to each other. It's that one of the players may see the cards of the player next to him because that guy isn't protecting his cards. And then this player communicates the cards of the guy next to him to his um, partner across the table. That's essentially what we're saying what happened in Mississippi Stud at the table game. It it goes that far. I see. Um, So it would be completely, I I don't know against the rules, cheating, whatever, and Hold'em, you're the expert on that, but... um, That's what these guys were essentially doing. They were seeing the dealer's whole cards, one of them was, and then using finger symbols to tap their fingers in certain ways to communicate the dealer's whole cards to the other guy sitting at the table.
2: And they didn't deny Um, that. They just said that that would be within the rules, and the judge decided that it would be.
4: Well, yeah, they actually said that they had done it at a number of casinos throughout the area. And, uh, yeah, the judge said, it's fine. You can do that. That's up to the House to protect their cards. Well, that's interesting.
2: Um, I guess along those same lines, it's different because it doesn't involve a faulty dealer. We'll be right back with more House of Cards after a quick break. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO, that's HOCRADIO, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025POKER, 24025POKER, that's 2402576537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. You're listening to the House of Cards.
0: How
4: lucky you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell
0: do you think you are?
2: Hello, listeners. Welcome back. You are listening to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host. We're talking to Elliot Jacobson, who is a casino games protection expert. Would the judge have decided that team play in blackjack where somebody counts down the deck and signals to another player who stays there to uh, create the illusion of Normalcy and then signals to a big spender who puts, who, you know, wongs bets down when the deck is really rich in the right cards. Would that be considered uh, by this judge to be perfectly okay as well, by extension?
4: Well, I think that is okay. I mean, I don't know any particular rulings that have ever taken place in that case um, after Kenny Houston in in New Jersey um, in the 70s. Uh, essentially said card counting was legal, however you want to do it. Uh, so I've never heard of such a um, case being adjudicated where you can signal people into the table as card counters or big players, as you're saying. That, that's that been going on forever. And, yeah, and so that would be okay. Everybody so, does that.
2: So you publish information about advantage play, which can be useful to a casino to protect themselves against advantage play, but similarly... Casinos sometimes frown, or used to frown on what you do, because players can try to replicate the advantage play to their own advantage, right?
4: In fact, the information on how to hole card Mississippi stud and the strategy to use, which is the strategy these two gentlemen use, the only place I'm aware where that information is publicly available is on my website. Why don't you give us that website?
2: What is that website? Yeah,
4: it's, it's AP Heat. Dot com, A-P-H-E-A-T So I actually have the strategies for whole carding Mississippi stud there. The only other place I've ever seen it is in a book called Beyond Counting by James Jean, which is sort of an infamous book that um, isn't really even available to the public. Um, but I want everybody to have access to the information on equal footing. I hope that the casinos will use it to protect themselves to learn the sorts of plays that uh, educated players will make so that they can spot these people. But also, if players want the information, that's what happens. So my feeling is more academic. I'll just put the information out there and may the best guy win. So Um, It's always been my opinion.
2: Have you gotten any feedback from the casinos, uh, talking about uh, thanking you for putting the information out there and having them say, we're going to train our dealers more rigorously. What's been the reaction that you've gotten on this information being released by you to the public at large?
4: Generally, I get positive feedback from surveillance um, and the table games department. I do not get positive feedback from the players themselves, because the people who are really good at this stuff, they don't need my website anyway. They already know um, how to get this sort of information. So they don't like the fact that my website burns the games out by sort of educating not as, as well-skilled players to go in and give it a try. Um, and the, the people who actually create these games, the game designers... Um, who are trying to market and sell their games, don't much appreciate my website either because I end <laughs> right. up pointing a lot of, out a lot of flaws with their products, um, which makes them not look so good. So in general, I think I, I'm looked on favorably uh, by the casino industry.
2: I see. I mean, I could understand an advantage player not liking what you're doing because by sharing this information with the public at large, uh, you make it more likely that the casinos will learn about this, that the advantage play that's possible now will eventually not be possible, uh, because the casino will take countermeasures to make sure this isn't a problem.
4: And I think the educated advantage player is always looking for brand new ways of beating the house. Um, And in some sense, once I publish it, it means somebody's already done it, it's already out there. And so it's already old news to the the very best guys. So, for example, when Phil Ivey did his edge sorting, that really wasn't a well known method before he did it um, there at Crockford's, and that became public. Um, likewise, with this blackjack player named Don Johnson, who beat Atlantic City out of about fifteen million dollars by exploiting their loss rebate programs. Before he did that, people didn't rea- really realize um, the magnitude of the issue with Um, Loss rebate programs. So what happens is I put it out there, but in some sense it's already been burnt out by the top players, um, a lot of these opportunities. But uh, nevertheless, Mississippi Stud was just sitting there waiting for these guys to um, beat the game back in 2013. So um, it's still there too.
2: Right. I I was going to ask you um, if you know to what extent – the opportunity to play Mississippi stud as these people did, and as I think some other people did in Illinois, which is also being adjudicated. Uh, To what extent is it still out there? Uh, Do you know?
4: Well, it is not as prevalent as it once was. I was at a casino one time where I had actually done a little bit of game protection work, and they were very proud of how they protected their three-card poker which is about a 3.5% edge if the player can see the whole card. And on the next table over, they had their Mississippi stud um, being dealt, and I could see a whole card on that game from 40 feet away. And uh, it was sort of pennywise pound-foolish because here's a 3% edge they're protecting and they're so proud of themselves, and next door is a, is a 50% edge over the house. So I think that, in general, the industry has been wised up to uh, protect whole cards in all of their... Uh, proprietary games, but uh, you know, the casino industry has grown so fast, and the talent pool is, is really quite limited um, as far as being educated about these things. So, I think the dedicated player will find lots of opportunities if he actually wants to, to go looking for them.
2: Well, I can tell you from personal experience uh, I just got back from Korea, Elliot, and uh, there are two casinos there. Now, I did not have your book with me, nor did I – had I committed to memory your system for taking advantage of three-card poker, if you can view the uh, down card, the dealer's down card. But I can tell you the dealers were exposing down cards in Korea regularly, and so I I just wonder how many places they're still doing it in Mississippi Stud where it would be much more efficacious – to get that information that a three-card poker are you talking about? By the way, you said 103% advantage. How does how can you have 103% advantage over anything?
4: So the way Mississippi Stud works is you make a one-unit bet uh, to begin with. Let me just call it $100. And then on each of three consecutive streets, you either bet $100, $300, or you have to fold. So, for example, in the best possible situation, on your original $100 bet, you'll back that up with three streets of $300 to have a total of $1,000 wagered. Uh-huh. So you can you can make a $100 bet and back that up with $900. So let me just give you an example. Suppose you're holding a horrible hand like nine two-off suited. Normally, you would fold such a hand. But suppose, because you saw a dealer's hole card, you know on the river he's going to turn up the nine so now on your nine two you're guaranteed a pair of nines so rather than folding and losing a unit you're going to wager three three and three right right you're going to match because you're guaranteed to not lose so instead of losing a hundred you're guaranteed to have a winning result so that's a different right there of eleven units that you can make up right there instead of losing one you win ten um and there are, there are multiples based on your hand. For example, if you draw three of a kind or straight or flush, you just don't win those 10. You win maybe twice that amount or three times that amount or five times that amount based on your final hand.
2: We'll be right back with more House of Cards after a quick break. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino
1: So, what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today, 866 I Want UG. 866 I Want UG.
3: Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 1st, 2016. Southern California's oldest casino has agreed to plead guilty to violating the Bank Secrecy Act and shielding high rollers from federal reporting requirements. The Normandy Casino in Gardena allegedly failed to record and report a series of large cash transactions in 2013 and failed to maintain an effective anti-money laundering program. According to the plea agreement, the casino will forfeit $1.3 million in earnings, and the managing partners also agreed to pay a $1 million fine. It was a very good year for Pennsylvania casinos. The state set a record of bringing in over $3.1 billion in revenues. The state's 12 casinos saw revenue increase of over 3.4% from the prior year. This is the fifth straight year that Pennsylvania has topped $3 billion in gambling revenues. And finally, it's Super Bowl time again, which means that along with betting on the game, gamblers put their money on some prop bets. The coin toss prop bet takes on an added element this year. You see, Cleet Blakeman, who will be the head referee in the Super Bowl, was also the referee for the Packers-Cardinals game where the coin didn't flip. So what do you think the over-under will be on how many times the coin will actually flip? Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at and follow us on
2: Twitter at HOC Radio. Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at Virgincasino.com with promo code Virgin, and you'll get up to one hundred dollars real cash back, plus for a limited time, ten dollars in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 1-1 or over and located in New Jersey. New pictures only, $10 minimum deposit and a waiter required to qualify for 100 dollars real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and date supply. Gambling problem call one gambler this is house of cards
3: radio with ashley adams
0: the sportos and motorheads geeks sluts bloods wastoids, dweebs dweebies they all adore if they think he's a righteous dude
2: Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to House of Cards, and I am the host, Ashley Adams. We're talking to Elliot Jacobson, who is a casino games expert and a great writer about advantage play. Then the really good thing about this decision is that it would be applicable not just to Mississippi Stud, which may be cleaned up because people have been alerted to the huge advantage a player can get if the dealer exposes the whole card, so dealers are presumably going to be re- trained rigorously not to do that. But in future examples where whole cards are exposed or other cards are exposed inadvertently by the House, presumably this decision, even if it's not a legal precedent uh, because it's not in the same jurisdiction, could be used to the defense of a team of players who are signaling the peaked at hole card in other games where you could get similar advantages that may yet to be invented, but future games, right?
4: Well, exactly. My opinion is that um, the courts should not be used as a safety net to protect casinos um, when they operate their games in, in ways that they weren't intended to be operated. The courts aren't meant to protect against. Um, incompetent dealing or poorly trained dealers and so I uh, the court should put that burden onto the casino to operate their games correctly and um, they should just slap down a case like this and say you're not going to come to us every time you don't train your dealers and tell us that we should arrest people for taking advantage of, of that so I, I, yeah pretty much it, it, every game is open now to hole carting in a casino and it should be that way Um, this is a long way from edge sorting. There is no effort whatsoever to try and manipulate the house or the casino to take an action on your behalf that improves the game and the game conditions the way the Ivy did.
2: But there could be. It occurs to me that that is making it closer to the line. But, for example, if a distracted dealer is more likely to inadvertently expose a card I could see trying to get the dealer engaged in conversation with a player in a certain position where the dealer turning his head or her head um, makes their body less able to deal the cards down in a an unseen way, right? So if you're distracting the dealer with conversation to his left so that when he reaches – To the shoe, he's reaching in a way that makes it more likely that when he pulls the card down, it will be exposed to a player on his right, let's say. I could see trying deliberately to have a a provocative player constantly asking the dealer questions, uh, trying to get the dealer to be distracted, and that now is perfectly legal.
4: Yes well we used to do things just like that you would find dealers that you would find out what the dealers favorite topic of conversation was and you'd get the dealer animated about that topic or you would go in towards the end of a dealer's shift when they were tired and you would take advantage of the fact that they're gradually wearing down and, and have those conversations at that time and there's also um, at least one team I'm aware of that attacks casino shoe games, shoe blackjack games, that you wouldn't imagine whole cards would be exposed in that situation. But they do that by strategically where they position their chips on the table. They force the dealer into dealing the cards over um, obstacles, physical obstacles on the table, like the corner of the chip rack or the little peak devices that are embedded in the tables in such a way that that tips up one of the corners of the card. Right. So uh, I, I would have to agree with you. There's there's always going to be some point at which it becomes a gray area.
2: Right. I, I'm um, just thinking but... of one. What about having as part of your team somebody who is unbelievably short, who is sitting in a chair so low it makes it almost impossible for the dealer not to expose the cards to him? In other words, it wouldn't be somebody leaning down, to put their eyes at the very lowest level that the table allows, but it would be a person who biologically is much lower to the ground so they can look up at the card as it gets dealt off the shoe or out of the dealer's hand in a way that 99% of the public could never do.
4: So when I was first midget starting carding out,
2: I was at... <laughs> We'd yeah, call I it midget carding, right.
4: I was approached by a, uh, a team. They asked if I would like to be in a wheelchair. Right, right. If I, right, if I would be willing to do that. Hire the handicapped,
2: um, absolutely.
4: And that crosses the line. I think, that I don't know what the, the legalities of that was, but I, I declined that. Um, and then for a while, there was this very famous uh, team that oh, operated. Excuse me, Elliot.
2: Let me just, i got to interrupt yes. you. It might be, this is, I love the idea of how close to the line we can get. It might be unethical for you to be in a wheelchair cuz you're able-bodied, but for to get somebody on your team who legitimately is in a wheelchair because they can't walk or don't have any legs or whatever, that would be legitimate.
4: I don't know honestly <laughs> you know there are device laws, and it's a question when you talk about using a device at the table exactly what that means okay. um I honestly but I was just going to say there is this very famous team where there was this elderly gentleman a doctor physician in his 70s his eyes were bad um but he wanted to become in his retirement a a hole card player and he actually recruited this, this young um, Asian woman who was about four foot eight, who <laughs> was in her go. early 20s, who was just, just a brilliant woman with, with razor sharp eyes. She would arrive at the table about a half an hour before him and just play at the table, betting table minimum. Um, and he would saunter up to the table and just sit across from her and, and fire away table maximum uh, while, he, while she was signaling the whole cards. And then he would leave, and, uh, and then she would leave a half hour later. And they made quite a storm of it around Las Vegas in the early 2000s. They they were one of the most feared and, and highly respected teams at the time.
2: Well, you do raise a question for poker players that I have often thought about. Now, I am five foot nine, and I sit at the table, and I'm going to confess this on broadcast radio. I always deliberately... Move my seat where I have an adjustable seat to its lowest position, so that I am in a position to take advantage of players exposing their cards if they are uh, you know inept enough to do it i, I don 't believe in peaking, but on the other hand, I might sit next to somebody who flashes their cards where i don 't have to lean or do anything that I would consider cheating to gain the advantage of seeing. What should otherwise be a concealed card. I've often wondered if it would be unethical for somebody who is really short of stature to deliberately sit at a table where they are really low to the ground, so that players have to be especially careful about not revealing their whole cards to them because they are, by nature of the fact that they're sitting so low, they have a better angle at looking at what. Should be concealed cards. Um, I often wondered about that. You raise it. So I
4: think, yeah, I think that um, you're making a distinction between ethical and legal or cheating. Um, I think for the advantage player, ethical, you throw that, morality doesn't come into play. So if you're saying you sit low, but you're not leaning, the question is, why aren't you leaning? If, if leaning is an allowed activity at the table and it could give you a better view, why don't you add leaning on to sitting low? Um, so that's, that's a question that a lot of people who, who aren't in the business will come up against, is this idea, well, it, it feels like that would be really taking advantage. Well, go for it. You know, if that's what you want to do, if that's your strategy, then go for it 100%. Right. So I, you know, I don't know where you stand on that. I, it's it's out of my domain playing poker like that. But as far as the normal table games um, advantage player, like these two gentlemen with Mississippi Stud, it would it would not bother them in the least to be leaning down as low as they could, or to get a, sh- or a short teammate, or. Like you say, if if the wheelchair thing turned out to be legal to get such a person, I mean, any it's all fair game in a casino, and I don't know where the line is in the poker tournament world, but um, obviously you, you feel comfortable moving it further than I think most people uh, would recognize.
2: Okay. Um, I want to get – we have about four minutes left. I very carefully, the last time we talked, asked you about what you could – suggest somebody might do who really wanted to become an advantage player and you pointed out three card poker would probably be the simplest uh, game to learn very very simple strategy and that there probably were still quite a number of examples of dealers that exposed their whole card and so then fine I went back to your book and I read something that I found I wouldn't say troubling but it caused me to have further questions that I've been dying to ask you 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 wrote in kind of a um, an afterwards on the chapter of three-card poker that even though it might appear that a player could get a 3, 3.5% three advantage over the house, as a practical matter, extracting profit in the long run from this advantage play was not something that you recommended because of anecdotal evidence that you had and also that you had heard that you really might have a harder time than the math would lead you to believe in making money doing this? Did I miss something? And uh, if so, what? And if not, then how can you come to the conclusion that it's not something you can make a living at?
4: In blackjack, if you happen to lose the count or make a, a basic strategy error, the difference between, for example, the right play and the wrong play in a 16 versus 10 with a plus count on a hundred dollar bet might amount to a couple pennies. Now, if you misread a whole card, for example, in three card poker, you misread a king as a jack or jack as a king. The difference can cost you your entire wager. Um, in terms of your EV, it can be a huge percentage of the the wager you've made. So. Individual single errors in three-card poker are much more costly um, per error than they are in blackjack card counting.
2: I think that'll do it, Elliot. Um, I'm eager to have you come back when there are more and new things to report on in the world of advantage play, and I appreciate you joining
4: us today. Well, it's a pleasure as always, Ashley, and I'm looking forward to the next time.
2: Great. Uh, That was Elliot Jacobson, a casino games protection expert and expert on advantage play. Uh, His website, um, APHeat.com, to find out more. We'll be right back with more House of Cards after a quick break.
3: Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO and you'll get up to $100 real cash back. Plus, for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and a wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit, free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, a free adult DVD to put you in the mood and that's not all oh no we'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order so check out adamandeve.com today for this special valentine's offer get 50 percent off one item a free romance kit and free shipping when you enter offer code babe 16 b-a-b-e 16 that's babe 16 at adamandeve.com
3: the key to winning poker is knowledge and winning no limit hold'em the new book by world series of poker veteran ashley adams can give you that knowledge Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know, it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get Winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. You're listening to the House of Cards.
4: Poker. I've heard wonderful things about that game. Can I watch? You don't play poker? No, there's a problem. I don't have any change. We can make change. It's okay. Oh, goody. I get to play cards. (laughs)
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, this is, for those of you who know this show, my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when I'm joined in studio by my handsome producer, Dave Weishattle. And what a handsome guy he oh, is. He's wearing a Borgata I know. Uh, sweatshirt. Everyone looks better with a Borgata it's a hoodie. sweatshirt. It's a hoodie. It's
3: a It's actually a zip-up hoodie.
2: All right, man. So, what do we got this week?
3: Well, you knew we were going to get questions on this one. So, I just picked one and I, by the way, I cleaned it up quite a bit. And remember, if you have a question for our mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet at us at HOC Radio, or leave a message or a text on the House of Cards hotline at six oh nine four seven four HOCR. That's six oh nine four seven four four six two seven. And if we choose your question to answer on the air, you will receive a brand new party poker baseball hat. Alan from Reno, Nevada, writes, One of the more unusual stories hitting the gambling world the last week was poker player Antonio Esfendiari being disqualified from a tournament because he relieved himself in a bottle at the table. That's the part I cleaned up. Have you guys ever been disqualified from a tournament doing something that stupid? Or have you seen anyone else doing something that crazy?
2: Uh, actually, I've been uh, eliminated from a tournament for uh, urinating in a cup. Did you Uh really? Yes, it's something wow. that happens to me regularly. No, <laughs> no, I never have. And uh, I just think it's kind of ironic, or at least interesting, that it was at the PC you know, politically correct A. It was the uh, poker. Caribbean... It, yeah, it was Poker Atlantis, Stars... Uh, poker stars, Poker
3: Adventure in
2: the... Po- uh, Atlantis thing. in the Bahamas. P- PSA or PCA? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that... PCA, P- but anyway... So, PP something. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. I was I was in Korea when I heard this story. And they do that all the time there, right? No, yeah, right. I'm just, I'm it's considered, uh, <laughs> right. considered polite. Yeah, right. It's considered a way of saying you enjoy <laughs> just, the meal. Just don't get the poo-poo platter. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um... It's like that scene from uh, the War of the Roses.
0: Yes, you know, yes. Don't eat the uh, fish. The fish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I, I, as I understand it, as was uh, was doing a prop bed of lunge walking. Yeah. I, th- and it, I think it was at the end of the prop bed. Yeah, and that's he why was he Too tired walk. to get up, he, or he <laughs> so, was too sore. Oh, yeah, too sore to yeah. get up. So. But what I what I what really throws me is. That must have been one large cup. Because, yeah, I mean, right? if it's a Dixie cup, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. E- even if it's a coffee cup, I mean, at least for me, it would have to well, be a let me full large thermos.
3: The report was a bottle. So oh, I'm thinking of like one of those small bottles.
2: And I wonder so if I get... he had <laughs> foresight to bring it to the table on purpose. And if that's so, yeah, right. he would have been much more clever to just be wearing diapers. Like the uh, astronaut's uh, girlfriend, or yeah, or astronaut—the female astronaut who was traveling around the country, uh, stalking Mm -hmm. her boyfriend, and she didn't want to stop for a bathroom break. Mm -hmm. I mean, I—that's a great. Can we get him on?
3: We we should. We got to. I mean, we have to. We've had him on before, but not under these circumstances. But we have to. But I'm thinking, what a great marketing thing for us: poker diapers. When you can't leave the table. When you, can't, when you can't, just, can't when you just can't leave can't when the leave game either. is just. I got too pocket good. aces, but, no, but uh oh, when the game
2: is just too, too good. good. <laughs> How good was the game? The game was diaper good. It was diaper, <laughs> diaper. good. Well, that's good. I think we've uh, beaten the um, beaten the crap out of this story. Yeah, okay, he, so to the speak, piss out of okay. it. I, I would. Can we get him on? We yeah. I
3: want to. He's Doug. been a guest before. But Doug's our booker, so let me. T- Doug, get him on, Doug. but don't
2: tell him why. No, no, we we're getting him, him on. We got to tell him why. You know, he uh. and I have got to know each other now. Whether he were would oh, have you, to- would you played, share a bottle together? Or? We've played. T- <laughs> <laughs> we've played a couple of tournaments together, okay. charity tournaments. He was. Did he behave on both, that one? This is back in the day when my my star as a player was a little higher, I guess. But we were both celebrity players. Uh, at a, an MS tournament, uh, multiple sclerosis tournament, uh, raising money for MS research. And he was there as the principal star, and I was the MC of the tournament. Uh, and I got to talk to him, a wonderful guy, very nice guy. We've actually played together twice. And I would love to talk to him about Absolutely. this. So, so Doug, and, 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 get and, on it. And, and speaking <laughs> of how wonderful a guy he is, yeah, he donated. He, he, he
3: apologized and he donated the $50,000 he won on the prop bet. To charity, I don't know what charity
2: it was, but he know. could probably have made more money by auctioning off the bottle, the bottle <laughs> the of bottle. urine, yeah, the bottle. or in small doses. You can, yes, you right? can, for you know, bid on an ounce <laughs> yeah, right. of his piss. Uh, this day and age, yeah, Which, or after now, yeah, boy, he's famous for it now. And it that, I mean, that would be something worth collecting. Fair enough, <laughs> listeners. Uh, we are done. Make sure next week to tune back in and listen to more House of Cards. Until then, good luck and good day.